Welcome above the plane. I'm Jake Lawrence, your host. I want to dive right into this conversation today talking about lifestyle. What does lifestyle mean to me? What do I mean when I use that term? And what um, is housed within that term? Okay, what does it encompass um, in my career? What I do with my clients is I term it fitness and lifestyle coaching. There's many elements to it, and it does include personal training, uh, nutrition guidance, mindset techniques, uh, accountability, and all those facets of life, supplementation, recommendations, advising. But the term lifestyle itself is comprised of four elements, and these are just in my eyes, um, and I want to lay those out for you right here. The first one is movement. The second one is nutrition. The third one is longevity. And the fourth one is performance. Now, if we take some time here to talk about each one of those and can use personal examples from myself as well as general examples um, that are relevant to each, each element, okay? So first one, when we're talking about movement, I can use myself as a good example. Um, movement has dictated almost every decision I've made with my life, okay? From a young age uh, to deep in, into my career. Um, I believe that stems from a passion, but it also was born out of curiosity um, with the potential of the body, uh, the potential of my fellow humans, which I was witness to, you know, whether that would be watching sporting events, um, some of the things that my peers could do that I could not do, um, just this, this idea that we could all be the same, okay, but so vastly different in skill and ability. Um, partially due to genetics and upbringing, but also um, I, I believe at a greater, um, greater level due to choices, uh, lifestyle, prioritization. Okay, that's just desire to be or become something, okay, um, within this realm of movement. So that was where this curiosity was born. And then for me, it was a way to change my state, to create a feeling uh, physically, but also to improve my attitude, my emotions. Um, my outlook and my perspective, okay? So movement, whether that was riding my bike, uh, running, lifting weights, doing a sport, improving at a sport, becoming more efficient um, at wrestling, which is a highly repetitious um, combat sport that requires a lot of discipline plus a lot of humility uh, to participate in it, okay? Because it's very exposing. But it's also a sport um, that you can improve your potential by doing more uh, more work but also more intelligent work okay whether that's running stretching lifting weights uh, eating better all those things make you um, give you the opportunity or the potential to succeed in the activity okay that's behavior connection with mindset with outcome okay so it's it all comes down to action, but 
the more you do that aligns positively with what you want to do, the better you're going to be at it. So movement, you know, could be athletically like I've been talking about, could be an activity-based thing. It also could be an artistic element uh, such as dance. It could even be something vocal. But again, it's how we use and express ourselves uh, within our body, this physical body. For me, what's kept me on this path is lifestyle. How do I define myself without defining myself? Well, that's by doing things that I do repeatedly, okay? Uh, daily, weekly, seasonally, right? So if I'm trail running, if I'm biking, if I'm hiking, if I'm paddleboarding, um, if I'm doing my movement-based training exercises, my mobility stuff, my plank work, um, if I'm curious about those things and I'm making time for them, okay, their improvement, their inclusion in my life, they become sort of a definition of who I am. And not something, again, that I need to sit down and write down or tell you about, but you're going to know it by knowing me because those are the things that I, I choose to do. Therefore, you're going to see them or hear about them. Okay, A great term that I've heard used a few times is a person has to stay interested to stay interesting. Okay, And that's you got to be interested about, this, about your life, um, about how you move through this world and experience it viscerally. Again, that's going to tie right into movement. Let's take a second now and pivot to nutrition. Um, you know, I hesitate to touch on this topic too deeply in conversation because I end up contradicting myself. And I believe nutrition is one area uh, where contradiction is really good. I mean, that means that somebody has tried different things, believed in different things, uh, maybe promoted different things only to either circle back to something they started with or to end up just creating a more hybrid um, approach to the topic because a nu nutrition is very polarizing like choosing a specific religion to follow right again you're following a, a prescriptive path um, that's being defined externally for you to then experience and then Whatever happens to you along that path, you associate with the choice you made to follow um, that prescriptive element. Nothing wrong with that when you start, but it's very limiting and it can be very deflating and it can be a, a repetitious process because it could be one that you start, achieve some things, fall off, start again, or again, you continually circle back to because there's all these deviations along the way. So nutrition, again, is it's kind of a moving target. And it's one in which when you're working with um, me as a fitness and lifestyle coach, we're going to find out what works best for you. And you're going to go through that process at your own pace. Um, if the goal is to achieve something by a certain period of time, then the process becomes more prescriptive because I, a lot of things need to be quantified and they need to be minimized and they just need to be tracked okay, for, to us, for us to ensure that you're successful within that time frame. Um, otherwise, there's so many elements to this, like we just talked about, those four main elements which have many offshoots. 
movement nutrition, longevity practices, and performance that we have to um, we have to work within those parameters. Okay, and thinking of nutrition, thinking of your trying to change your state, put yourself in um, repeated positivity. We need to find what works best. So we need to work within those three elements of the three main macronutrients, which is your fat, your protein, carbohydrates, and then work within supplementation to um, make sure that we have enough of, of our trace minerals, um, our vitamins, and everything else coming in at adequate levels to ensure success. So for me, like I said, I've evolved, I've changed, I've circled back, I've been super disciplined, I've been more laxed, um, but the focus is always there, the interest is always there, promoting positive positivity, making myself a better, better at the movement things that I choose, it's very dependent on my nutrition, okay? So again, it's a huge topic, it's of utmost importance. Shifting to longevity. Longevity is very loaded, very broad, okay, in scope. Um, what that means is when I say that term, it may, a younger person, say under, under 30, may not even think of that as, some, may not even be on their mind at any point, right? Um, you're kind of at this mental peak where things are changing, you've got a lot of progress coming at you, uh, maybe you're accumulating a lot in your life, whether it's people, relationships, uh, experiences, whatnot. So you're on this this peak where you're just not thinking about um, a decade or two down the line, which is totally fine. Where longevity starts to to creep in is, I believe, you know, for me when I was in my mid 30s, um, I started to think more about how my choices in my practices and the repetition was either aligning with a positive future outcome or maybe an unknown future outcome you know everything is unknown but I think when somebody when you're making decisions that you know are right okay that you just know intrinsically are correct and healthy you have a different expectation for your outcome or for your potential outcome okay in the realm of longevity and that for me, like I said, started in my mid-30s. I see it quite often starting with clients in their mid-40s, um, so 45, and then becoming even more fevered as they approach 60. And some people, uh, 65 is, is a time where that really, uh, there's a big uptick. And that could just be having more time. That could just be having uh, less responsibility with uh, family members. Um, you know, raising children, uh, financially caring for them, all those aspects might start to minimize. And therefore, your mindset changes a little bit. There's no perfect time for this to enter the equation, but there will be a time when it does enter the equation. And some things to think about with your longevity are your movement practices, um, those things you choose to do to change your state. Are they healthy? You know, are you balancing some of the stresses with recovery practices? Meaning if you're into running long distances, are you also choosing to properly hydrate yourself, eat well, sleep enough, stretch, 
um, be non-obsessive in order to balance your life and include people in that process. Um, that's a little deviation here, but at, when we choose athletics to be our movement choice, we need to make sure that we approach them from a sustainable point of view, a sustainable mindset. Okay, So we try to continue to balance the other elements of our life so we're not pulling um, pulling too much energy from those areas, okay? Those established areas, you know, work, family, um, social life, all those those commitments that are were there previously. Maybe what you're doing is you're choosing to move to a place or live um, within your environment at a more active level. So you're walking, you're hiking, you're biking, you're going to parks, you're having picnics. You're working with your environment. Maybe you're learning something about the local um, trees and, and native plants. Maybe you're exploring parks within your, your region or your state, uh, learning a little bit about the seasons. Maybe you're becoming more active in the winter. If you live in a colder climate, you're getting proper gear and you're going outside and exploring and just, uh, again, engaging more with the four seasons of life, right? Um, that could be a positive longevity practice. Uh, living longer, we want to make sure that we're choosing to be more active in our aging process, understanding a little bit about what's happening um, at a biochemical level, physiological level, anatomical level, and how you can either positively influence that or uh, promote positive change um, when you do see something come up that's a potential negative, right? learning to pivot when necessary, uh, detach the ego from an activity uh, to just give yourself a chance to you know, succeed in different ways, but also to explore different avenues you know, of living. And that's, again, being able to pivot is a huge skill to have. It's a huge tool to have in your, in your toolbox um, when something needs to change, having the mental... Uh, fortitude and tenacity to, you know, rid the ego from something that's that's a negative or something that maybe is a has been a part of your life for a long time. Um, being able to drop that and move in another direction is key. There's some things with supplementation, anti-aging practices, understanding hormones and what what it means when they diminish and how that affects the aging process. Uh, consuming for yourself, uh, doing some personal research, avoiding mainstream topics, mainstream um, media's uh, what they what they're promoting or talking about at a national level. Um, going to the sources to learn, you know, engaging with a, a naturopath, a chiropractor, you know, um, hormone specialist, whatever it may be, somebody who has invested um, a significant portion or their entire life in learning about certain specific things that improve the body, getting to know, working with, um, and experimenting you know, with how that knowledge can be applied to your life. Longevity is dependent on stress management, uh, de-stressing, understanding that we create our own reality by imagining our future. We've got to imagine something for it to, to come to fruition. 
Um, everything you see around you, man created, you know, man made, has been imagined by somebody at some point at some time. Every single thing. Okay. So without the imagination, we don't have these things. Without someone's imagination and then the ingenuity that follows, we don't have these mediums of communication um, to to propel our lives forward, to learn, uh, to consume knowledge, but also to pass knowledge on and to stay connected at a very high level as human beings. And that's just one simple, simple example is these, these uh, amazing smartphones. Um, but that starts somewhere, and that starts with an, the individual, and that individual is you at any moment in time. It's me. Um, it's your kids. It's your nephews. It's it's what have you. That's the unique thing we have about being human is this power to imagine and affect change uh, in our own personal lives. But it starts with having a vision. Like if you're 45 years old, you're 40, you're whatever age you're at, I want you to think about yourself in the last decade of your life. Not a certain age, you know, because I don't want you to think of yourself as old and dying, I want you to think of yourself as what do you want to do in 50 years? What do you hope to do in 40 years? You know, how do you want to experience your grandkids? How do you, do you want to be there for great grandchildren? You know, like what kind of, what person are you in those situations? And when you can define that, I believe that you're going to start living your life to set yourself up to, to be that person, you know? And here, again, we're approaching it from fitness and lifestyle, not, uh, not, not really accumulating, um, having material things. We're approaching it more on how do we, as human beings, uh, float within the world, okay? And so that's what we're working on here. So longevity, huge topic, probably dive into it deeper, further, but... I think that's a good introduction to some some aspects of it. Next, we're going to switch into performance. And, you know, if you're deep in your career or you're rising or you're being competitive or you're in a whatever the situation is and you have goals that you want to achieve, you're a performer in that arena. Um, and how you perform is going to be dependent just as, just as, as much on the decisions you make as the athlete who's performing in an arena, um, on on a trail, on a road, whatever the course is, however the competition is set up, they're training themselves, preparing themselves mentally to perform when necessary, okay? Because they've deemed that a priority. In your life, in your work life, um, you've got certain goals you want to achieve. So the more you can align your life the more you can make yourself an efficient, um, high-functioning human being, the more effective you're going to be in those situations that propel you uh, towards those goals and help you kind of break through any, any barriers you may, you may come in contact with, okay? They're going to keep you dreaming big, thinking big, okay, um, with your life, right? And that's approaching things from a performer's mindset, right? So performance, I mean, that can even be if you're a parent or grandparent, like how are you, how can you be the best at those things? What does that require? Does that require me to be 
uh, more stress-free, more carefree, more present, less uh, rigid, less demanding, but also maybe, maybe, maybe you need to be more challenging in those elements. Maybe you need to um, expect more from people um, in order for you to give more, right? And so, again, it's all situation-dependent, but it is, I just want you to be constantly aware that you, um, in your desire to be super high-functioning, right, um, naturally, just requires more presence, more awareness, more patience, and then more persistence in applying, um, applying action, you know, to those stated, uh, stated desires, okay? So you're a performer. Everyone's a performer, no matter what you're doing, because you've chosen an arena. You've chosen a niche for yourself. You've chosen a career path um, in which to do that. This idea of performance can stress people out because, you know, we can be our own worst critic because we're also, I think, um, I think there's a, we really only know truly 100% the effort level we give, our interest, and, you know, that's it in anything. So if you're interested in something or you're not, if you're giving your best or you're only giving, you know, 50%, you're giving what you can, being aware of that is key. Any outside perspective from someone else is going to be, it's never going to include 100% information, okay, because no one else is in your head. No one else is in your psyche. You know, no one knows where you're coming from 100% of the time. Or what's leading to that feeling or that attitude and energy you have for the athlete you may be extremely physically fit and prepared physically but if something happened in your life and you're a little bit mentally off your performance might not be that great okay and you'll be judged based on that performance when really really you as a physical human were just fine perfectly capable but mentally something held you back Okay, so the mind and the body were not aligned at that moment. Okay, and that caused maybe the result to be a little less than. Okay, and so there'll always be that that aspect from the external. That's why we want to make sure that from the within that we're judging ourselves from that hundred percent honest perspective. Okay, because it's easy to not give a hundred percent, not prepare uh, your best to get an outcome and then feel sorry about that result or outcome. Okay, that's easy to do because, because the results are, are, you can see them, they're quantifiable, right? But what went, it, what went into those results is much more than, than the effort. It's the preparation, it's the mindset, it's the expectation, um, and it's, it's your willingness to be completely honest, you know, in all those aspects that go into performance. So think about those things. Think about this aspect, this idea that we're always performing, okay? We're always showing up, whether that's 100%, 10%, um, avoiding something or engaging with it, okay? Trying something or, you know, again, avoiding it. There's just various, various ways to, to assess um, performance. So just to tie up here, 
Hopefully I didn't ramble too much, but I wanted to address those things, movement, nutrition, longevity, and performance, and how they combine, they become the elements of lifestyle. All those things um, are what make up this chosen profound idea of personal lifestyle um, and this great opportunity we have to be alive on this planet um, experiencing things you know hopefully not avoiding too many things and uh, just seeing the beauty and the opportunity of each and every day and just this idea that every second we live is a second we've never experienced before and the profound uh, potential in that is uh, it should make you it should give you butterflies sometimes because you know every single second is a is a chance to either turn it around to pivot to go a little deeper um, to do whatever it is you want to do within that time the mind is a beautiful thing the body is a beautiful thing your spirit and soul are yours they're yours to explore and um, yeah just dive in and, and experience so onward and upward i'm gonna get fit be healthy stay confident on this journey until next time i'm jake lawrence visiting with you from above the plane